I know things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, kid, get rid of some of them turds in the shit box. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Rab from the Bathroom Break Podcast. Just wanted to take a minute to thank you all for listening to the podcast. It's been a lot of fun to sit down with some really interesting people and shoot the shit, you know, talk all that poop and stuff. But uh, yeah, we want to try and make this thing better for you. So we're going to need to raise some funds. If you head over to greengate.bigcartel.com, there's a donation link there. If you feel so inclined to donate to the Bathroom Break Podcast, awesome. If not, sit back and listen. We're going to talk some crap. All right, before we set this off, I'm going to bring the proper vibes in here. This is going to make Maggie rest and be calm. Maggie, be good. <laughs> My dogs are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Go lay down, Maggie. I can hear you breathing from here. <laughs> Maybe we will have to shut it. No, I think it seems like she's good as long as she can see you. I'm not used to doing this sitting down though. Usually, I usually walk around with it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll get we'll get some vibes here. Here, you can hand it over, and we can. We you want to do it? Blow, give it a little blow. Yeah. Trade it in the the green smoke for the sage smoke. For real, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the, the 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 energy connection right there. Yeah. There we go. We'll let yeah. this one burn here, and then I also have my little my other jump off here. My singing bowl with the helicopter, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. good vibes. <laughs> All right, well. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast. My name's Rab himself, and I'm sitting here with the legendary skateboarder, Chad Muska. You're also an amazing artist and music producer and, you know, a whole slew of things. But, uh, but first and foremost, professional skateboarder that is, uh, you know, one of the all-time greats. And uh, uh, it's an honor to be sitting here with you. Much love, my brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for having me, man. I'm like in your art studio here. I mean, it's really your garage, but it's legitimately an art studio. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. I, uh, I was mentioning to you earlier that I, I did go to one of your art shows before. And, uh, dude, I'm, I'm just blown away and inspired by you. Like, for real, right. on a real level, like, it's just crazy that you have so many different art forms and like i've always felt like skateboarding is an is an art form and a sport kind of together and uh and it's just rad to see like your take on that through all the years but then also shifting into art and music and like all that cool stuff so yeah, yeah i think i mean for me skateboarding is obviously the backbone of everything that i do and has taught me the the lessons in everything that I do and the the dedication that, that you have to put into something to learn and um and completely skateboarding I've always looked at it as art. Um looked at my dogs as art. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. They drive me crazy, man. Yeah, These yeah. little guys. But uh no, they're, they're, they're my best worst friends though. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, cute. Yeah. Pug pug love, pug pug nation. Um 
but yeah, so they're, they're all connected, you know, music and skateboarding. Like when, when you skate, you, I always grew up listening to hip hop and punk rock music and utilize that energy to put into myself to go, okay, like I'm going to do this trick. Or when you bring all the crew together and the jump ramp and you have this music playing and then art, I never understood that like the things that I, w I was into were a form of art, whether it was like painting on my grip tape or doing graffiti with yeah. my friends. I was like, it was just something that we did and it wasn't, till later in life that I started to understand that that was art itself too. And um, not coming from an academic background, um, I, I only later started to study art history and learn more about all the techniques and, and all that stuff. But but yeah, they're, they're all completely connected. Wh whatever it is you're doing, if you're coming up with an idea in your head and manifesting it into reality, then that's some sort of art form and, and a creation to it and that applies to skateboarding or uh sculpture at photography video um design shoe design clothing design all, all those things so i don't like to uh put a limitation or label on myself uh because that i think puts a limit to what it is you can or can't do and so i don't like to put any type of limitations on um anything in life Dude, and that makes total sense because I was thinking about that, like, how do I describe you? And it was like, well, I guess art is, I guess, skateboarder and all these things. But really, it's just like this super creative being. And like, and I see it that way. And uh, and like not trying to be like that. And, and, you know, but I really am inspired by you. And I and like, you know, I'll see some of the photos you throw up on Instagram or things like that or stuff that you're doing. And I'm like, damn, I'll look at that and be like, all right. I need to, I need to do something today. You know, like it'll, it'll just make me feel like that. And I was telling you a little earlier too, like the uh, podcast you did with Jamie Thomas, mm -hmm. uh, that is what got me to get moving on doing this one. That's you cool. Know? And, uh, and it's rad. So, so thanks for inspiring me to, to do that stuff. You know I mean? <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's crazy. Cause I'm sure like you have no idea, you know, when you're doing what you're doing, like the reach that it's going to have mm -hmm. and, and how it's going to affect other people. And then they're going to go, damn, like, you know, he either just landed that trick or he just, he just did that sculpture. He just did this. And now like, I need to get on what I'm doing, you know, like, or what I need to move towards what I'm working towards too. And like, I, I always look to, to stuff like that to get inspired myself and, yeah. and you, but you have no idea, like, like, you know, the reach that you have, you know, and that, that's pretty cool. Well, I think like if, if anything you're doing, I mean, especially through social media being a relatively new tool for the world in general, you know, um, it's like to have that instant, um, it's obviously the best worst thing as well too, yes. that, 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 that happens. <laughs> yeah. um, but to like share whatever it is that you're going through within life or whether it's positive or negative or whether it's just a creation or a, a, a project you're working on and to share it with the world because you're excited about it and to see that it potentially could have a positive effect on other people in the world as well too. That's just like the icing on the cake for, for all, all of uh, the things that like you're able to do through that medium. Um, so, and, and it's crazy the, the reaction of things that, like you said, like you have no idea. It's like, okay, like, you know, whatever it is, you're, you're trying to learn something or you're getting over an injury or like, you know, these different things that like you share your story as you're going through it. And then all of a sudden, all these other people around the world are like, man, like 
I had this injury too and, and I wasn't able to skate and I seen you're doing this and I'm going to do it now too. And they're like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. you know, like you like, Hell yeah. it, you don't, uh, I had no idea that any of those things, uh, would be, a uh, the outcome of like me going through something negative that I had to overcome that could actually inspire other people to get through something as well too in, in their life. Man, yeah, that, that is so rad, like, that, yeah, because, I mean, I, it's not even that you could think about it as you're going through it, like, because that just brought up a lot of good stuff, because, I mean, you've, of course, you've had a bunch of injuries through skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got to be tough, like, and get dark at points, like, when you're hurt, you know, like, and, and needing to get back on your board or, or just wanting to be active and doing that, and, like, um so what kind of inspires you through that? Like, yeah, well, I mean, I through skateboarding, I've had nonstop injuries yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. it's always been one I mean, after another yeah. after another. But then, like, uh, the accumulation and age and everything, I uh, eventually had a really bad injury, which was my back. Yeah, and that like was like not only took me away from my skateboard, but kind of took me away from life a bit. And that was like the hard part because I do have all these other interests. So if I tweaked my ankle skateboarding, I could go and, you know, edit videos or do photography or yeah. make music or, or all this stuff. But when I first injured my back, it was to the point where like my life just was like, you know, it on hold, stopped. like yeah. even to sit there and work on a computer. I was like, oh, like I couldn't, you know, yeah. it was like I'd wake up every day and, and have to like lift myself out of bed and all that and Damn. so that that was a big like major thing in my life once that happened i was like whoa like this is serious and um i had two different doctors tell me i had to get surgery and i was scared to death to get the surgery because i had surgery on my knee before and that was a whole kind of a bad experience for me it didn't it came back but it's still kind of like it felt better before the surgery to be honest with you which yeah. is a weird thing um, and so I'm like, if that's my knee and that's happening, then my back's a whole, no, whole nother thing. But, um, yeah, cause the back is, I feel like a back and a back surgery is like, you just know it's scary. Like yeah. it's, it's risky. Like my, my brother's an orthopedic, uh, surgeon and, and like when it's like, he's like, don't operate on the back unless you op absolutely yeah. have to. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And, and you hear miracles yeah. from it. Like, yeah, oh, I yeah, got yeah. the surgery and, and I'm back to normal. Yeah. Like it never happened. But still it's but scary. Then I heard a lot of. Yeah. Other flip side of that story as well too, and so that just scared me, and and that's kind of the the conclusion I came to was that if like I'm only gonna get the surgery if it's like a, a life and death situation and I can't move anymore, you yeah. know. And so one day I basically just I made up my mind that I said that you know I'm not gonna allow this injury to stop me in life, and I'm whatever it is I'm gonna work with what I have. There's people way worse off than I was that go about life, you know, people with. Uh, you know in, in that are paralyzed and yeah. they go about life all the time and, and you know and I said why am I feeling sorry for myself I have so much uh, positive things in my life why am I focused on this one negative aspect of my life and that's when I like said okay I got my skateboard left my car at home and just walked down this hill and put my board down on the sidewalk and started rolling and I was like if all I can do is roll down the street Damn. and then that's fine with me I'll take it you know and and I started to roll and I started to like feel like wow this is like I felt this energy like going through my whole body and I was like I felt alive again, you know, and, and oh, that yeah. little spark started it, you know, and, and I was like, okay, like, it, 
I can roll and that's bringing me joy. So I'm going to keep rolling. And then from that day, I started pushing, pushing, started alling some more, you know, and then so like, I, I'm not, I'm not back by any means where I once was as a, as a skater, but that's fine for me. You know, like I don't have, like, I don't feel like with skateboarding at this point, like, I like, I don't feel like I have anything to prove to anybody no. or like, yeah. it, or to myself even for that matter. It's just about the, like the joy that it does bring me to be able to roll and to be able to like bust a trick here and there as my body allows. Um, and so with, with that mindset, it kind of changed my whole world. I was like, okay, yeah, I have good days. I have bad days. Some days I wake up and I'm like, I can't put my shoes on. I have to like yeah. slip my foot into my shoe yeah. and like wiggle my heel in <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to get my sock and I'm like, like, you know, like, Fuck. like, yeah. so it's not like it's just cured instantly. It's, I still have a situation, but I am aware of the situation and I go, okay, when I have this bad time, I'm going to get through it. It's going to get better again. And I'll be able to, you know, be walking again or hopefully rolling again. And, and it does, and it goes in waves and it's kind of just like everything in life it goes in cycles. And, um, you know, some, some days you feel happy, some days you feel sad and, you know, and, and all that. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut the hell up, man. Yeah. She'll probably just walk around. Don't be Picasso. I'm peeing right there. <laughs> hey, yeah. So she's the star of the show. She's yeah. the boss. She's the boss Maggie. Hey, I get she's it. She's gonna look at her. No, she just oh my gosh. <laughs> you let you in here, that's what you do. She's gonna pee on you. She ain't out of marker territory, that's all. <laughs> she let me know. Um so where where were we here? So <laughs> before we were so yeah. rudely interrupted <laughs> yeah. by uh, before we took a bathroom break on yeah, the bathroom yeah. break podcast. Bathroom <laughs> yeah. break, Maggie. Thank you. Action, <laughs> dude. Um, no, we we were talking about like just how you kind of um, got yourself back up and and moving like after your back injury and and just getting on the skateboard and and rolling again and like I mean just that in itself I, I think is is so rad because like you anybody could take that opportunity to sink into a depression and to like go into that negative place and like poor me why'd this happen to me and that kind of stuff and just the fact that you like shook that and we're like i gotta get up and do this i mean it's, it's that's inspiring as well and i have um you know i have had friends like uh, a guy that i knew that he got into a car accident and he got in you know he was paralyzed as a result but basically just kept drinking and doing drugs to like whatever and like it was just sad to watch that because you're like you could even though it's horrible and i've never been in that situation and so i can't speak for the person or what they're going through and i could never really imagine it you still feel like it's it's one of two ways like there are people like i mean if you think about christopher reeves or somebody like that who has that and then they just dedicate their life to like figuring this out for other people that are suffering through the same thing like yeah that's amazing and that's inspirational and then and then it just gets sad when you watch your bud like just keep going into addiction yeah. and that stuff because of you know whatever so i, I um, was close on that, that yeah i definitely for a few years teetered on that route you know and yeah. was super depressed because of not skateboarding you know and not only the skateboarding aspect of it but just living you know because right. i'm a very self-sufficient person and, and a very active person for those who know me from the second yeah. I wake up to the to the moment I pass out, I'm doing something. Yeah, I can't sit still. Like it's 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 in me to create or to you know even if it's just 
cleaning the house or whatever it is like I always have to be doing something and so for that couple of years that like I was every to do something hurt so bad like definitely was like a damper on my entire life for sure absolutely and yeah just to hear that you're like getting up to a computer and that hurts that's yeah it's crazy because all this shit Oh, come on. Come on. Man. Yeah. Perfect. Shit, this is what she thinks of this art. Yeah. She just took a shit right on the. Dude, I think that's the first. That's the first shit on the Bathroom Break podcast. Thank you, Maggie. <laughs> oh, was it? Damn. Yeah, stanky dog. I feel it was coming too. I had a feeling. I love it. Rick, Rick might throw up over there. Does it smell? Dude, I thought the incense was getting too bad. Does it smell? Oh, it's bad. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, break. I love it. Damn, wait. So so Coco took the shit, Maggie took yeah. the piss. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> didn't so you good. Just say too that like somebody someone needs to shit too or something? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my god. Here we go. After break number two. Literally number two. Oh, this is a stanky one. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Inter- now a lot of interruptions yeah. here. <laughs> One but, more bathroom break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll put a commercial right at that uh, <laughs> at that point. But uh, but yeah, man, t- I wanted to get into like um, like the early years. You know, like what kind of led you into skateboarding and and hear about that a bit. Uh, I was living in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was really into BMX bikes. And like I used to like trade BMX bikes parts and build them. Yeah. And like I was all BMX was my my thing. Like I loved it. Yeah. And uh, my bike ended up getting stolen. And these okay. uh, there was kids in the neighborhood that skated. And I ended up getting a board from one of the kids. I think it was my homie Jeremy, but it was so long ago, I can't quite remember, to be honest with you. Yeah. But um, uh, it started with me just riding my bike around the kids. And uh, there would be like a launch ramp. There was a launch ramp in the neighborhood. And they would, they would launch the launch ramp. And then this was in the west side of Phoenix, Arizona. And um, it's a lot of the guys that built the, the west side skate park out there oh hell yeah. um and so and this is like in in, in like early 80s mid 80s or yeah like er, uh when was that um probably like mid 80s or something yeah. so i'm 42 now and i okay. was like 10 years old when i started so hell yeah whatever that math is yeah <laughs> These guys are, calm down little mutts yeah but, um, so like 87 uh, probably yeah like, around, around yeah. that time so i'm bad with math but yeah. yeah i know i was around uh like around like 10 years old when i started um, and yeah, 42 now. Hell yeah. So um, it, it was like, it was kind of the tail end of skateboarding's hype at that era. Yeah, yeah. And like right as I was getting into it, skateboarding was dying. Like and Bones Brigade era. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was like, there were some skate parks in Arizona. Um, but these guys like in the neighborhood, there was, they would have, there was a lawn tramp, they would skate. And then there was an empty pool, which pools were huge in Arizona because there was all these vacant houses with empty pools. Hell yeah. And um everybody used to skate those and so there was one right by my house and um uh 
I know. I just keep staring at them. Like, <laughs> there's like, because they usually aren't allowed in here now. Yeah. I, I call them Picassos. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They pee, they that pee, was, uh, that's Maggie. Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's Picasso. <laughs> we got Picasso and Picasso. Perfect for the bathroom break. We might have to uh, have some new mascots for you here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, so like it was skateboarding was like in just in my neighborhood. It was like such a thing at that time, you know. Um, and I was like, oh, this is so cool, you know. And and from the first time, even before I skated, the guys, the West Side guys used to tell me about it. I'd be walking home from school and they'd all skate these these curbs by my house. And I would like, hey, yeah. let me try your board. Let me try your Hell board. Yeah. And, and I would like go full speed and try to rail slide. And before I even knew how to do anything, <laughs> just and, going and they'd for get, it. They used to get mad because they'd be like, don't mess my graphic up. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. like they wanted <laughs> did to they have the rails on it or I not? So. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, so yeah. long. Yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they did at that time. Yeah. Remember know? it was always like, there was so much plastic on the, yeah. 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 The copers and yeah. everything. And, <laughs> but so skating started, it was still kind of like at its heyday at that time. And then, um, there was tower skate park and Thrasherland in Arizona. And those are the two big skate parks. And then like my parents started bringing, me there and that's where like I really was like okay like I got exposed to like skaters that were really good skaters at that time damn so um, your, your parents were like like supportive of it yeah my parents that's were rad. fully supportive yeah, of rad. me skateboarding they've been fully supportive of me through any choices in my life like that's they were so just good. really like cool parents I guess you know yeah. they're pretty young when they had me um yeah. so I think yeah, they still like helps. Yeah. related to you know youth and and uh had its positives and negatives by by, by yeah, all, uh, all means but um but they they just fully supported my skateboarding from the get-go awesome. yeah. um and and you know even to the point where like you know we were very poor family you know we were broke and and they saw how much i loved skateboarding and they would always find a way to save up and get me a skateboard when i Hell needed yeah. it um and so like yeah they just saw how much i loved it and and always fully supported it we um yeah we we actually uh like my it's my whole life story is like 20 documentaries kind of in like yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, 20 different lives throughout the whole time but um my dad had moved to arizona uh before we moved out there my mom and dad broke up my mom went to the east coast and we were on the east coast and then things kind of were getting hectic out there they eventually tried to work it back out got back together we got this house and it had a pool and it was like this dream oh, yeah. period of my life you know and and the, slowly but surely things kind of went south from there though the pool turned green parents were kind of fighting yeah. this and that but then that kind of turned into a positive because we ended up draining the pool and for like a year or so we had this backyard Fuck pool yeah. and um everybody was able to skate it and and it brought like all these crazy skaters from all around arizona and chris livingston and um, uh, all the sponsored guys from the, the area came. Some of the daggers from Thrashin came from the movie. Hell like it was yeah. like this guy was one of the daggers in Thrashin, and you know, yeah. like, it was just a really cool time that like Damn. that was happening. Um, the skate parks were going on. All this like you know skate energy was happening in Arizona, and I just fell in love with it. And then fast forward, all of a sudden it just kind of died. Like '90s, like yeah, early yeah. '90s. It went from being like all these skaters all over the place to like me being like one of the only skaters and in my neighborhood and and in general i remember i used to like skate for months with nobody around and if you saw another skater i was like oh my gosh like another skater you know and we'd be like instant homies and yeah um so it's pretty like but like, down time in skateboarding. But your love for it never like faded at all? Not at all. Yeah. No way, you know? Because I mean, for me, I never was skateboarding because I was like, 
oh, I'm going to be trying a pro, to fit into pro, it or whatever it is. Or yeah. just thinking yeah. about I'm going to oh. be part of an industry or be pro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just something that I loved to do, yeah. you know? And, and, um, and so I just kept going with it, going with it. And then eventually my parents split up again and my mom moved to Las Vegas. And then that eventually, I would go back and forth from Vegas and Phoenix. My dad stayed in Phoenix. Yeah. And I met a group of skaters in Vegas uh, that were sponsored. Paul Smith um, was like a, um, a, a really big, like influential skater at that time period for me. And then my parents just happened, my mom moved in the same apartment complex as th those guys did. Damn. And I would be skating by myself in this parking lot. And I saw all these older skaters, you know, and they were like ripping and they were partying and yeah. uh, like had girls <laughs> going like, in and out of the apartment. Yeah. And I used to just sit <laughs> on their curb and like this curb across from their the door. Cause it was like those apartments that you could just, you know, there were yeah. like lines of doors and you could just, yeah. it was right by the parking lot. And I would just sit there and wait for them to come out and they would come out and I would just start trying to bust tricks and hoping that they noticed me, you know, yeah, that's awesome. and eventually they were like, I ended up going in the house and then like pretty much ended up like moving in with them and like they took me under their wing and, and, uh, yeah. became like my best friends and, um, gave me my first boards from GNS and, uh, that kind of was the spark of my, my career with my homies, Paul Morris and Lonnie and, Anthony and and Paul Smith and like this whole crew we had out there was like yeah. such a rad scene. GNS that you said that was your yeah yeah I had a like a GNS board or something when I was young like that yeah. I remember that and then I yeah. you know I don't remember like what happened it, to it, it later. It, like, GNS turned into and it just they lost okay. the the, the yeah, Gordon yeah. Smith and it was just an and sign yeah. for a small little time period and I was riding for that and then that turned into Maple Skateboards yeah. um, which yeah, was my yeah. first kind of real sponsor i yeah. guess yeah okay yeah damn that's rad and i was thinking like as you're talking it's just crazy like um and i don't know how much you believe in it but but i'm sure you have, feel it too but like just how the universe conspires to like make that happen like yeah. just the fact that all of a sudden your pool, the pool is empty in your backyard and you're getting a chance to skate there and then your mom happens to move in next to these other skaters like it's just so cool how that kind of lines up like you're yeah. already putting that energy in that direction and doing that and then it lines up so yeah that you that question happens. yourself is it coincidence or fate you right know I mean? right like, right or, you know it's like you kind of yeah. i've always thought i mean my whole series of life events have been like pretty miraculous in in a lot of ways to where i'm like wow this is like too crazy it's supposed like, to be <laughs> that way yeah, yeah 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 damn that's amazing so okay and then um, and then when you got your first sponsor, like with, with Maple, so was it like you're just getting flow or, or is it like, um, yeah, back like, then it was yeah. just, you know, I got some free skateboards yeah. and that was like a life changing situation for me alone, you know, just yeah. to get those free skateboards, um, was such a big deal for me. And that was kind of the start to it. And, um, and then, uh, they were going to bring me out to California and I was so hyped. And then I was skating, um, this like skate park in Vegas, like this, uh, uh, it was called rock solid. I think it was a uh, rock solid. We call it crack rock solid. Yeah, yeah. It was like pretty, it was like a, it was like a youth group kind of, uh, like kind of YMCA type center that had this like skate park and like, uh, after school, uh, like this is in San Diego, in Vegas, or, or Vegas. In Las oh, Vegas. Yeah. And I was gonna go to California, and then like the day before, a couple days before, I was skating the park, and then I broke my ankle really, really bad. Damn. Um, and I had to get like a metal plate and pins and all that stuff in it, and so that kind of like had my momentum going, and it kind of just put the brakes on it, and then that took like took me out for a while, where um, I had to get that get this the operation, let it heal, and then the sponsor was kind of like, 
hit us up when you're ripping again, you know, because yeah. I hadn't, I wasn't far, like far enough along in order to, for them to be like, you know, support me through it or help in any way or anything. And I right. wasn't making any money at skating at that time. It was just free boards, you know? Yeah. And eventually, um, I, I was just walking around on a cane. It was like a long recovery for me on, on that one. And, um, uh, I, I was had, I was wondering not to cut you off, but I was wondering like when that happened and you get like a plate in your ankle and like th does it change your skateboarding to a point it, where like your the feel of the board and everything that's totally happening, did like, like yeah uh, I used to be good at switch dance skateboarding everybody yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then after after that it was really hard for that ankle to flick in that certain way um, so and it it scared the shit out of me it's it it, it slowed my skating down. Uh, for a long time for like a good almost year I was like really Damn. I mean I didn't skate for I didn't I didn't jump on a board for at least probably seven months and then I was like Damn. very slow after that and I'd gotten into some trouble in, in Vegas for graffiti and went through some of these like three different times I got I got popped and I had all this like uh, juvenile service and, and uh, um, fines and all this stuff and uh, uh, um, or not uh, what do they call it a uh, what do they call it service uh, community uh, community, community service, service. Yeah, yeah. yeah um and uh yeah i was supposed to do all that stuff and and then i was like you know what this sucks and i was living in a trailer park out in the outskirts of vegas and i knew these girls that were going to california and i was just like i'm oh, getting yeah. a ride like get me the hell out of here Damn. and they drove me to mission beach and dropped me off on the beach there and i was like Damn. i'm gonna go for it you know and, and yeah I, but i couldn't skate to my ability at that point but i was like I knew that that's where it was gonna be at, and I and I even said to myself at that point, I'd rather go there and work a job at McDonald's and figure something else out if I had to, yeah. than stay and live in this trailer park in Vegas. And so something was just calling you there, like so, like like just just the skate scene was happening there, or or you're saying something was like calling you to Mission Beach, like. Like within yourself? I knew one or? person that lived okay. there. I, this guy came. To, but I mean, like, it was just like a feeling like I oh, got to get there. It was calling. It was, yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. like these cards that I'm dealt, I'm not going to accept them. I'm going to go off and find something new. And yeah. no matter what that new is, even if it's just as bad, I didn't care because I had to give something a shot at that time. Yeah. So that's my choice was to go to California because... Southern California at that time, that was the mecca of skateboarding. Yeah. That's San Diego, especially at that time. Skateboarding kind of always moves geographically into different locations. And at that time, um, San Diego was popping and there were so many pros there. And Pacific Drive Skate Shop was like the cool shop where everybody hung out at. But my homie worked at this other skate shop, Hamels, my friend Mikey. And like, he told me, oh, if you ever come to California, hit me up. I had met him like yeah. one time, you know, yeah. and I showed sure up I and I was like, what's up? And he's like, I'm working, bro. And I'm like, all right, like I'll be on the beach, you know. And yeah. then there was this group of kids, like kind of like street graffiti kids that um, squatters and just like skaters, punkers that just and graffiti writers that took me in because I had been similar interests in all them. And. I was like, I'm, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm here, and they're like, you know, come, come on, kick it with us. And so I met all them, and just kind of like formed a little group of friends there. And so that was like the start. And then like my every day on the beach, we just skated all day long and had no worries. And I had no house, I had no car. Yeah, where were no, you living? Like I would stay with random people, or I'd sleep on the beach. Surfing and yeah, yeah. Man. Or there's like yeah, we sleep on the beach out there. There's just you know, yeah. when you had to do it. You had to do it. It wasn't that bad. That's um, so, I mean, it's so awesome though that like, I mean, 
t- just because when you hear it, like, all right, if if like if if I'm a young kid listening to this, like, I think, damn, it's Chad Muska, like, oh, oh, like you just had so much success and all this other stuff. You don't really think about the fact, like, this person took this crazy risk of like not having a house, <laughs> not having anywhere to stay, yeah. staying on a beach, and like just just have like having that calling to go skate there and do that. Like, I don't know, that's pretty incredible, man. It was like, definitely, and yeah. it wasn't like an overnight thing. Like, oh, just there was some rough nights and it happened. It was like you know, right. good two three years of like you yeah. know, I don't know if this is ever gonna happen. And and yeah. you know, having moments of being starving, not sitting there on the beach with like nothing is like I gotta get home. You know, like thinking that many times. But I didn't. I just knew that like there was there was there's nothing for me to go back to. You right. know, my family was always there and ready for me. Like I, the door was always open by by all yeah. means. You know, but I just my soul wouldn't have been happy to go back to that. I had I didn't want to give up. You know what I mean? And so I I stayed and and roughed it out. And my ankle started getting better. I started skating more. There was a lot of pros showing up in the scene around there. And uh, then, you know, it's kind of uh, started flowing, you know, and and one thing led to another and and, um, it it happened, you know, and and, uh, it's it's there's such a long, long story within that whole part of it, you know, too. But uh, it just, you know, I connected with with Jamie Thomas was one of the first guys that like really um, gave me a a shot and and, and started introducing me to all the photographers and um, got me in the loop kind of. He saw something in me. And uh, um, that's kind of the, was really the start of it. And then after it started, it kind of happened really quick then. Like it was a long point to get to the start, but then once it the, the start happened, it was like, wow. Like I pretty much, after a couple months skating with Jamie, I jumped in a van and we were doing a tour across America for Toy Machine and, yeah. and skating with, you know, the top pros foundation and Toy Machine together did a tour. And um, all of a sudden I was in this van with all the people that I had looked up to with Ed Templeton Fuck and Jamie yeah. Thomas and uh, Heath Kirchard and Josh Beagle and um, yeah. uh, a whole bunch of other guys that was like, it was crazy so that was kind of the moment where you were like damn it's starting to happen yeah for sure for sure I didn't know what was happening but I knew I was like okay like I'm actually like on a real team and we're doing demos and they're paying for my food and I was like oh my gosh I get like they're gonna you know that like looking back on it it was the ghettoest of tours we were like staying in the sketchiest (laughs) hotels and like you know got like five bucks a day per diem or whatever 10 right. bucks or whatever yeah. it was but i was but like, was like i was King, like man. i'm like royalty right now <laughs> yeah. you know i got yeah. my own hotel bed you know and and <laughs> free yeah. meal each day and and i'm driving to these skate spots and there's a photographer and a filmer with me like my dream had come true if it all ended after that tour i would have been satisfied at that point yeah hell you yeah. know but we went on this like probably like a three month long tour. Like we were just in this van going and going and going. I think the tour, like certain people came in and out of the tour, but I didn't, I didn't want to leave. Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't have, I didn't have anywhere to, I didn't have a home to go home to. So that was like more home than Dude. anything else I had. So, um, yeah, we just went on it, went on it. And we did all these demos and, and I skated my ass off at every demo. And, and, and I would go out of my way to connect with the locals at every scene because I, I was I loved partying when I was a kid. I yeah. I was very social, and that's what me and my homies did, you know. And so I was like, this was a a, a, a once in a lifetime opportunity Fuck for me yeah. to be in 
Alabama or yeah, wherever. Yeah, yeah. You know, Hell yeah, yeah. It yeah. was so cool to me at that time because I'd never been to these places and I was like, I'm here, you know, like, yeah. let's do this. Like, you know, what's, what's up? Let's connect with the locals. Like, what do you guys do? Like, is there a graffiti we can do around here? Is there a party? Is there like, you know, where are we street spots? And, and so yeah. I connected with all these people throughout all this whole, all this tour. And then by the time I got back to, to California, something had starting, started to happen at that point where I was like, kids were coming up to me and being like, you know, we know who you are. Damn, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. So had you and gotten like photos in magazines at that point? Some things it, started to yeah, come okay. out. Yeah, yeah. Things started to come out and, and, uh, uh, somehow, I mean, there was no internet or anything like that, you yeah. know, and, and social media didn't exist, but somehow things started to happen at that point. And I remember I was in Huntington beach and I like went up to the skate park and I, I looked and I was like, Whoa, that dude has like the same, like my my same kid on. Like this, what I'm wearing. This guy's like wearing it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was like checking him out, and he was like, "Yo, like, can I get your autograph or something?" And I was like, "Whoa, what? this is crazy!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "I think he like saw that my style and copied it." Like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 and I, yeah. I never thought of that or anything. You know, it was like yeah. really tripped me. It was like crazy moment yeah. for me. You know, and that's kind of like then from that moment it really snowballed and kind of like the momentum of my career started to pick up and yeah. everything kind of happened from that moment on yeah no that's so that's so rad and and so then like i guess if you, you fast forward a little bit but then like tony hawk pro skater stuff like yeah. starts happening you get on that is that just like take it to another like as far as like i don't know what you want to call your notoriety we'll say instead of the celebrity thing because but but you are but like did the notoriety kind of take to another level once like Tony I think Hawk I think Hawk? that that not only for myself but for skateboarding in general that the Tony Hawk yeah, video yeah. game introduced skateboarding into the to household yeah. you know and so people that had seen it and known about it didn't really care about it now all of a sudden thought it was cool because maybe they couldn't ride the skateboard but they could play this video game now and interact with skateboarding yeah. so that video game hands down did so much for skateboarding in general um, and I think that like it spawned a whole generation of kids to inspired them to skate Hell yeah. that may have not have never skated had they not played that video game, you know? So, yeah, so definitely. But, and along with that, it took uh, all the, the riders that were in that video game and put the, them into household names. I think at that point, yeah. you know, Tony Hawk is obviously yeah. the ultimate name in skateboarding. If you say his name is synonymous with skateboarding, pretty much. If you yeah, say yeah. skateboarding, they're like, oh, Tony Hawk. You yeah, know? right, and, right. And so he had had that since the '80s, pretty much. You know, yeah. like um, so. But he really did a lot for us for doing that game, and and um, and and that totally sparked a lot. Uh, yeah in my life for sure yeah that's incredible i because when you say tony like because um tony hawk and steve caballero and lance mountain and and all like all the dudes from uh mcgill and all from bones brigade they came to our little town westchester pennsylvania yep. and did this little like skate demo in the 80s and uh i actually i grew up with ben margera and yep. and uh mike maldonado and yep. and and carrie gets we met like as i was like in my teenage years but um, but we were super young. Like Bam and I were like seven or eight at that point when, when Tony came through with everybody. And like, I just remember like, like I always had a Steve Caballero, like that was always the board I loved. And, but they got there and they're signing autographs and doing this. And, and this was in the eighties and, and, um, you know, and it was cool then, but then as, as the nineties happened, 
like uh, obviously Bam was just way way more advanced than than myself or other friends anybody like I wasn't a good skateboarder but I loved it you know and uh, and so it was just crazy like in the 90s though like parents were like you better not do that you're a punk like you can't and, and yeah. it was like it was looked down upon yeah. and like totally. I, when you said like you had the support from your parents like like my mom was but my dad was like you can't wear those outfits and you can't do this like and like I mean my dad didn't live with us but like but at the same time like it was like don't do this and yeah. like and then like like you were saying you know, yeah. I, I received that from like school and society yeah. Yeah. although my parents supported it it was right. very looked down upon socially absolutely I, I, I wanted to do good in high school and in and in uh uh junior high yeah but like the teachers treated me like i was a bad kid right. because i had You're baggy pants like, yeah. and green hair or whatever yeah you know but i, I wanted to do good at school, like but smart they, dude like yeah, it they, doesn't mean i can't do well like they literally like made me a social outcast because of it you yeah. know and and yeah but but yeah go, but then like i was saying because when you mentioned like tony hawk because it kind of did that it made it a household thing and it made it like Oh, like parents finally like, oh, maybe this skateboard thing's not so bad after yep. all. That and yeah. then and then mixing with the X games happening and yeah. it's because the 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 normal world likes to see something televised. If they see it on television, right, right, right. then it's acceptable. You yep. know what I mean? You're like, oh now you're doing something. Or if there's you can, <laughs> you can financially benefit from it. If yeah. you like they hear stories of, oh, Tony Hawk's making millions of dollars right. and he's a skateboarder, parents are gonna okay. I, skateboarding's good, yeah, like yeah. you know, and it's sad, but that's that's the way the world is. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that's all part of it. I mean, I, I noticed it with my with my pops as well. Like I I I threw shit on the lockers in high school and got kicked out of school. And like and, <laughs> you, I yeah. can't believe you. <laughs> and then I got I, I went to a boarding school and I was like, you know, I was a little fuck. And uh, and then when Jackass and and like CKY Jackass, Viva Bam, all that stuff happened. He's like, oh, it's pretty cool. Like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where were you? Back? Back then, dude, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> not supporting it then. Yeah. But it was funny because I did actually. I threw shit on the loggers, and then all these years later, we were shooting for one of the first Jackass episodes, and I was sitting at this stop sign taking a shit, like <laughs> right in the middle of the street. And the dude that kicked me out of school happened to drive up with his wife, like in the car. One of the dudes from the no like way. The, from the uh, the school board yeah, yeah, yeah. drives up, and like Bam was filming it, and then I shit on the thing, and then we get back and we look and we're like. Dude, that's Mister Zimbato. Like, (laughs) fuck, you know. And then he was like, "What?" And then you saw her, his wife's face, like, "Wow!" Like looking at my ass as I'm shitting. But, but it was just, yeah, it was a good feeling because it was, you know, (laughs) if I could relate to the skateboarding of being this punk, and then once it worked out, like, oh, it's all good now, you know. But, um, but no, it's funny. Kids, don't be scared to throw shit in your locker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't happen. Success doesn't happen for everybody that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stepped in shit with with getting involved with Jackass. <laughs> and all that too but but uh but no man it, it, it is cool and 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 then to see like yeah that the video game did get did that much and 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 then bam was in in one of them as well and that um kind of was crazy i, I was thinking about malnado because he was on he was with, yeah he was with us on a lot of the tours like, yeah he was uh a little bit later i think than when i first got on yeah um but not too much later not like you know like Back then, a small time period felt like it was so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like six months felt like oh, yeah. five years nowadays. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like when you mentioned uh, you were out for seven months, I'm like, that probably felt like an eternity. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And and yeah, it's yeah, times have changed so much. But yeah, Maldonado, 
um, was was uh, and 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 Bam, you know, was yeah. was rolling with us and because yeah, he was on Toy Machine too. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think when I was on, I think I can't remember exactly. But, yeah, uh, I think um, I think right after, when I got off, he yeah. got on. Yeah, yeah, because he 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 was like in the beginning, like remember H Street like turned into like evil or whatever, like yeah. love backwards. Yeah, he, he was like getting flow from them okay. at that point. Yep, and then um and then that's when like like uh, Templeton and Deanna came out. And we're like staying like either nearby or or at Bams or whatever. And I just remember being over there and meeting them when we were young. I mean, we were six, 15, 16 or something. Maybe. I mean, he probably he knew them more, but that was like when I when I met him, and um, and that was at about the point when they were starting to bring him into. Yeah, he, I met yeah. him when he was pretty young too. He came in like me and Tom Penny. Um, got had an apartment together with our homie Angel and yeah. uh, my first apartment I got that was like my official apartment and yeah, had my yeah. own, me and Tom shared a Damn. room but I had my own bed that was like my yeah. first come up but Bam came out there at that time and stayed with us a few times and, yeah. and we we're always like he was like just a funny little ripper you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah, same yeah. little guy but like just like we're like and this guy rips you know he was such a rad skater yeah um, and so we got to connect with him and I think it was Maldonado had brought him over or something I can't remember but yeah and Donnie Barley too. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Maldonado, we used to always go over to his, uh, to to he would stay with his grandma, and we'd go over, and he was getting like his, I think he was gonna get the first like pro model of of uh, from Toy Machine or whatever, yeah. and and he was like, oh crap, I'm gonna give you one of these. I was like, well, like it was like he like gave me one of the boards, and that was that was so cool. But we always laugh because his grandma would be like, Michael, what are you doing, Michael? <laughs> like we would always would always say that, but uh, but man, dude, I, like I love that dude too because he was super inspiring and like. Like I said, I, I was I could barely skateboard, but I loved being around the culture and yeah. and uh, and he was super like encouraging. Like I would be trying to kickflip like three or four steps, and he'd be like, "Fuck yeah, dude! That like yeah. do it, you know." And that that yeah. was Mike's just, Mike's such a yeah. solid guy, man. Yeah. Like such a like hell yeah, just you know, just a real person, you know, and has your back. Yeah, like, yeah, all right, like we got it, like you yeah. know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, like yeah, yeah, I, I, like. And I saw him not that long ago, and like he's just in great shape, and he came up and he fucking like ollied over this big ass thing and I was like damn he's still like cause you I mean that like the pop that he had yeah. at that point was like yeah. I remember when he when he um, when he ollied the, the fountain in, in, at Love Park was like crazy you know yeah. I think when that was first happening and it yeah. was like god damn cause that dude could I mean he could just ollie crazy yeah. but um, but yeah man that that's really cool and and uh, and to like to shift gears a little bit I was thinking about uh, mid 90s like cause you had you had like a little spot in that movie and that kinda like was like I thought it was a really cool look at at skateboarding like and, and yeah. i related to I, it a lot I, I wouldn't even want to say like i think i had my name was longer in the credits than within yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> than yeah. My part of the movie <laughs> but hey but, whatever uh, but yeah yeah but yeah. no i think i think jonah was just trying to show love to the people that like he felt were part of that generation that yeah. like uh that he was representing there um and I, that was cool just to to go and be a part of that and and watching that film was was cool man you know i think it was like told a great story i mean it's it's a really difficult story to tell like any type of documentary type uh or uh, uh what do they call the realism is it a mockumentary not a mockumentary but uh like almost like uh, biopics yeah the thing. biopic yeah. yeah hey don't be jumping on me woman you chill out <laughs> you chill out what you doing you trying to you already took a shit in here mama <laughs> no more bathroom breaks be good coco this is the boss lady boss lady coco um 
but yeah, no, it was a cool project, you know, and, and uh, watching it brought back like so many great memories. Like it's like, it, it definitely gave you the feeling of being in that time period and, yeah. and uh, um, you know, just kind of captured a moment in time of what skateboarding was like. And yeah. uh, um, it was cool to, to be a part of that and, and to see that like um, somebody like Jonah would, would uh, see something that was special during that time period and, and decide to, to make a feature film out of it. I yeah. thought that was, that was so cool. Yeah. So it was, it was so cool. And it's, it's awesome to hear it from perspective of like a, you know, of a legendary ripper. So it's like, it, for me, like it was fun to watch because when you think back to like the police academies, remember like Tony Hawk and those guys are all in it and you're yeah, like, yeah. and it's like, David Spade getting on the board and he, and he's riding, he's getting on it regular and then Tony Hawk gets on like goofy and yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. it's obviously not that, you know, so it was always so like kind of poorly portrayed of like, of skateboarding or, you know, you just see the cut and it's like that dude was riding regular and now the stunt dude's clearly, you know, riding the other way and it just never really looked. And it, so it was kind of cool to see like r real skateboarding. Cause, um, it was the, the, the main kid was, is his name Sonny or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah Sonny, like, yeah. like, and he like rips, right? Yeah. I mean, he's like, really good. And what's yeah. funny, he had to play a, a bad skater. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Which, yeah. Cause I, I didn't know he could actually skate. Cause I just met him at the premiere and whatnot, or at the filming for it. Then later at the premiere and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and he's, he's just such a rad, cool little kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then, and then I saw him, then I followed him on Instagram and I was like oh man Sonny rips you know because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I went hard. and checked it out after yeah. I saw it I was like oh this yeah. dude is crushing like you know he, he did a great job of, of making it seem like he was yeah. like just learning because um, the one part in the movie for me that was so rad was like when he lands that trick in the driveway, like yeah, yeah. I, you know, I feel like everybody's had that moment where you're by yourself, you're just trying. Like I, I remember trying to kickflip so many times in the garage, and yeah. no one's around. Then you land it, and you're like, yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's that, that cool feeling. Definitely the whole like audience yeah. when I watched it, like at the at one of the previews. Um, it, you know, the whole audience just busted into cheer, like at that moment, yeah, you know, because yeah. everybody there had skated and had that feeling before so yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's yeah skateboarding is, is a it, it to have that a, a sense of accomplishment is like such a good feeling for yeah sure. and that's cool and and earlier you were mentioning like how how much music has to do with skateboarding and like um it, it made me think about like how whenever i would like see a new video or like see malnado or bam putting their parts together like they would put like such awesome songs to it and then that kind of introduced me to all this different music that i probably wouldn't have never heard would have never heard yeah. or or whatever and and like so it made me think about like you know how you know is is that sort of like what led to your interest of like producing music and like you were like man like i want to produce something for a skate part or was it just kind of you had already been doing that music had already been a heavily yeah. major part of my life like yeah through before i was ever sponsored you know yeah and later getting into graffiti djing uh, hip hop culture in general, break yeah. dancing, like yeah, I was yeah. really into all those things. And so I think the natural progression was only to try to produce music as well too. But um, leading to pr production, I guess really did come from the need to want to make my own song for a video yeah. um, was probably the, the ultimate and was got some money from skateboarding as well too which allowed me to get the gear that I needed to do to, to produce. Yeah. It's like we didn't have a laptop with just 
all the programs in right, there. Right, back right, right, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. you had to go and buy a, you know, SP-1200 or MPC-2000 or some sort of beat production machine. Um, and, you know, all that takes money and turntables and everything. And so uh, as I was able to make some money off skateboarding, it allowed me to get some of that equipment and um, experiment more on things that I'd always dreamed about wanting to do. Yeah, hell yeah. And are you still are you still ma- like producing music? Not as or? much as I once did, but yes, yeah. I still do. Mainly now more so for uh for social media because of the the, you know, licensing issues and being able to like right. um produce oh, yeah. license-free content in-house 100% myself. I'm very interested in being able to film things, edit videos, make the music, produce something completely self-sufficient and not have to like rely on anybody to do these projects yeah. except Rick Kosick. Yeah, yeah. You, know? <laughs> you got you got to rely on Rick. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much you could do by yourself, you yeah. know? What I mean, every once in a while you got to call in the, the yeah. big guns yeah. over here, you know. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. It makes me look good. Yeah, dude. But, and, uh, and, and it's got to be cool, too, because, I, th- I mean, we're sitting here, and there's just so much. And Benji. Benji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Benji. Don't forget about Benji. He's, yeah. he's behind me over here, but uh, <laughs> I didn't forget about you, homie. He's no. a sharpshooter. Caught the poop. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing gets by this guy, yeah. especially when it comes to poop. No. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, but I was thinking, like, because of, like, you know, we're, we're sitting here surrounded by a bunch of your your awesome artwork, too, and, and, and music, and, like, um, just like myself, I'm, I'm starting to try to get into some painting and things like that because I've looked for things that like you can kind of do on your own. Like I feel like a skateboard, like you could always get on your skateboard by yourself and go. You don't have to like wait for somebody else to help yeah. do the production of something. And and so like, can you find that in music? Like, cause you're, you're producing beats and you're doing that. Can you find that like, just you can do that drive without having to rely or, and similar with art, like, yeah, I guess all the things I'm drawn to are, are things that I do on my own. I think everywhere I go, there I am. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I've, at, at the end of any skate demo, at the end of any art show, at the end of every, any relationship, I'm always here with yeah. myself still. Yeah. And I've been that way a long time in my life. And so, and I, and making these things happen in my youth I had nobody else to do it but myself so I've always gravitated towards things that you're able to do on your own yeah um, and and yeah that's art skateboarding music all these different things are um yeah you don't need anybody else to do it and and but what's cool is that you the final outcome with these things could then bring people together you know Absolutely. this activity that you can do on your own once the the hard work and efforts put into it, then you can make this song that all the world can listen to, or uh, a, you perfect a skateboard trick that can like inspire other people, or uh, finish this design that people want to wear, or you know whatever whatever that outcome is, ultimately is a tool to interact and connect with people, which is even cooler, I think, in a, in a way too. Yeah. Hell yeah, cause yeah, cause when you're saying that, like I, I went to one of your art shows with with Cossack over here, and and that was cool, cause it did, it was packed, like just people in there just loving what you're doing, and and I was, and like, I you know, I'll admit it, I was that guy that's taking photos of it and then using it as a backdrop. I'm like, but people hate when you take the photos, but I was like sneaking, cause you had some, oh, you had I don't some stuff I, that I was don't care so at dope. all. Like I think yeah. it's cool, cause like, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, and I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, is like somebody gonna copy my artwork or something like that. Yeah, it's, like, I, yeah. it's like, I think everything's there for everybody to experiment and try, you know, like, and and if like, 
even if you're a painter, you're gonna study under the classic painters and learn techniques and try to paint in a specific style that's uh, would be referenced to a name. You know, it's like, yeah. it, 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 and um, if you're doing that, you learn, and by that process of learning that, then you'll eventually find your own expression. Absolutely. What you, Coco, what do you want now? Come here, you, you wanna come up here? Hey. Come on, come on, mama, can you jump still? Come on, you want you want to show off? Even Maggie's not doing. Can you go inside? You gonna get some treats later, okay? You already shit in here. You ain't gonna shit no more. You ain't gonna shit, little shitty. Come on, Pucaso. Come on, Pucaso. Come on, Pucaso. Man, Picasso is, is knocked out over Picasso's there. Picasso's done. Oh, she's all, yeah, she's over there. She's kicking uh, it. Be good. <laughs> No, I was noticing like you, you have a Supra hat on. So are you still like, are you still doing? Very like, actively working with Supra. Yeah, yeah. that's rad. Um, I've been, you know, been part of it from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and uh, had a couple of years where I went off and worked on some other projects, um, but it was still a part of the company. Yeah. But uh, came in a lot more heavily about uh, eight months ago or so. Hell yeah. And uh, just working very closely with them and uh, design, um, help kind of like, talk about with the team stuff and you know just kind of like nice i'll try to get his my hands on as much parts of the company as possible through the marketing and design and uh sort of just everything with it been going on tour with them a bit and um jumped really recently jumped really heavily back into the skateboarding scene after it kind of had my back take me away from that for a yeah. while too and not only had i started riding my board again but then really becoming active within the skateboarding community and um, going on these tours and uh, skating some yeah. demos. Somehow I'm still yeah. skating some demos here and there. Yeah. Definitely not like what I once used to, but um, it's really re-energizing re to like connect with that love of mine of skateboarding and to see that the that the kids are still hyped and all that stuff. It's like, it's such a um, positive thing, aspect of my life. And, um, and then been doing like more of like kind of like jumping on the mic and doing these hosting gigs and yeah. being the hype man of the events and stuff. And, and I really yeah. enjoy that too, because, uh, my, my love for skateboarding is so true. And even if I couldn't do it from here on out, I would still re retain that love for it, you yeah. know, and, um, to go and be there and share that, that, that hype and, and, uh, get the kids like, cause like some of the kids that are now pros have looked up to me when I was a kid, when yeah. they were kids and now they're the best of the best. And, then when I go and connect with them and they get hyped and do tricks, it's like I almost live vicariously through them and able to like, you know, like, like okay, maybe I can't do that rail anymore, but if I'm hyping them up, like, you got next one and <laughs> yeah, they yeah, landed, yeah. I'm like, yes, it feels like I landed it too. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so <laughs> yeah, rad, so, man. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a great thing, you know. Skateboarding is such a positive thing for kids and, you know, and I always knew that as a kid, even when it was looked down upon and right. to see, to have this mental, physical outlet for the youth nowadays yeah. is even more important than ever Absolutely. to get them out of the house to get them interacting with each other off their phones physical mental challenge it's yeah. like such a great thing um and i can go on and on and on about the positive aspects of skateboarding of what it Absolutely. does for this world and like how many um barriers that it breaks from um eth ethnicities to financial backgrounds to all these different things people brings these people together, you know, and, and uh, such a cool community that um, I'm so happy to be a part of. 
Hell yeah, man, dude. I, well, I appreciate you uh, coming and sitting with me on the Bathroom Break podcast and uh, <laughs> and just sharing everything, man. It's inspiring just to sit with you and uh, just everything that you do continues to inspire me. And I'm, I'm sure tons of people, you know, I know for a fact tons of people are inspired by you. And it's uh, it's awesome, dude. So, uh, thank thanks. you for ha- thank you for having me, and thank you for dealing with my crazy dogs and all the <laughs> chaos of the, dude, of the place I want to thank I want to thank Coco for taking a dump on the Bathroom Break podcast. Yeah, and I can't forget about Maggie. Picasso, yeah, Maggie Picasso. over there. Yeah, Picasso and Picasso. Yeah, so, uh, it, so it actually worked out to uh, to our advantage, I think, in the long run. Hell but, yeah. Uh,